I guess the average person doesn't have a plan. So that's a good first start. Have a plan. Everybody should have a plan. That's good. A lot of people that do planning may skip the most important part. What is your purpose in life? Why are you here? What's most important to you? What are your values? Where do you want to go? What does your ideal future look like? I think it's hard to do that exercise in training because you're like super go, go, go. Thanks for joining us today for Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. I'm Dr. Jen Barna, and I'm thrilled to have with me here today, Daniel Wren of Wren Financial Planning. And we're going to jump right into the episode because Daniel and I are both excited to talk about physicians, burnout, and how finances can impact our ability to prevent burnout, to address burnout, and hopefully to turn ourselves around if that's what we need to do. And Daniel, welcome to Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. Thanks for having me and uh, look forward to the conversation. Let's start just by talking a little bit about the kind of work that you see in your financial planning business with working exclusively with physicians. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's rewarding work. We get to kind of walk with families through their life transition and watch them use money to improve lives. And so that, that part of it's really rewarding, but we also, it's kind of like going to the doctor, you got to get naked with your money. And so we also see the true story of what's going on with money. And it's like, you would think a lot of times it's messy. We're not ever judgmental. A lot of people though are worried about being judged and they're anxious about talking with money about money. There's that taboo and and there's just a lot of challenges and is the cause of a lot of problems, but it's also can be like the solution to a lot of problems. So that's, that's kind of the unique thing about money is it can kind of work both ways. And our job really is to help people use it the right way, but it's a challenging process. It's kind of a lifelong thing. Yeah. I love what you say there because I do think people, especially physicians are sometimes intimidated to come forward with their problems, whether it relates to burnout or money or both, and they can be intermingled. And one thing that I talk about often is physicians and burnout can be a hidden problem. Mm. We can even hide it from ourselves. And we are so accustomed to not being able to make ourselves vulnerable in our culture that we tend to deny burnout. And we also tend to look for ways to solve it on our own. We don't want to come forward with it. And we, I think often as physicians, we feel that we should be able to heal ourselves. We look for solutions without telling other people. And of course, this leads to a higher suicide rate. It leads to the epidemic of burnout that we're facing right now, as as we're seeing in our in our news constantly. We're bombarded by news about burnout. One thing that we see over and over again in our physician community at Doc Working is people who are saying there's a big connection between being trapped by our finances and feeling burned out. And one thing that I often like to talk about is the concept of having options. So financial independence with the option to retire early, for example, is something I like to call Fiore, uh, which is a variation on the FIRE movement because the option to retire early can mean everything in terms of preventing burnout. It doesn't mean that you will retire early, 
but it means really that you have the ability to make changes in your schedule, make changes in your work, set boundaries, and you're not afraid. You're not trapped by your finances and your obligations. So when you're working with physicians, let's talk about maybe three scenarios. For example, a a young physician who's coming out of residency or maybe even still is in residency. Maybe you can give us an example, just kind of a, a fictional person, but representative of what you see. And then what you would recommend that that person, some steps that that person could take to put themselves in a good position going forward. And then I'd love to also do the same for someone who is mid-career. We can talk through some scenarios. Um, You'll have to remind me to make sure I hit all the points, but money is a fantastic tool that can give you options. That's the best part about it is you get these options. And so, you know, by having your ducks in a row financially, if something like burnout starts to get to a level, if you have your finances in order, you can afford to take a break or say no to more work or quit your job and start your own business or just completely retire or whatever. You got lots of options. But what I would add to that is I think it's more important to understand your relationship with money because in some cases we see people really on that journey to financial independence, but they kind of have gotten to where this relationship with money is unhealthy in that they're seeing money as the end goal. That's just one example of it. So they've kind of got this attachment to the money or there's this fear around not working or whatever. So we regularly encounter people that have plenty of money and all kinds of options. And yet they're still like locked into their job and they feel like they don't have any options and they're unwilling to like take a vacation so they can like recharge their batteries, which is so important in burnout. Money can be the solution, but you have to look at your relationship with money and mindset is important too. Like you got to understand like where you're at with it. So going back to the scenarios, I think, you know, understanding your relationship is key in all of these. Understanding your mindset is hugely important. I think the most common scenario we see early in practice is this spending aggression is what I always call it. Pinup spending. You know, it's like you've been in training forever and it's like, I've been living like on ramen noodles, it's time to like take a little care of myself. So, you know, that can kind of like spiral uh, to where lifestyle creeps up. Everybody has lifestyle creep, but like when you go into practice, it's like pretty big lifestyle creep. If you've ever bought anything like big, you know that like it's always more expensive than you think and there's always other things you don't think about. And so without like really good planning, the lifestyle typically inflates much more than expected. So, you know, the early career physician starts starts in practice, lifestyle inflates. They get kind of locked into this high lifestyle because nobody likes to lower lifestyle. They got the new job. The salary is guaranteed for the first few years. But then the RVU bonuses start to like usually people transition to like the RVU bonus setup. The RVU bonus setup kicks in and then the hospital's like, hey, you need to up your production to kind of keep this guaranteed salary going. So then there's this pressure. Oh, well, I've gotten used to my lifestyle. I got to keep this thing going. I got to see more patients. And then that's kind of the beginning of this spiral of like, I am kind of like locked in by my finances. And so when burnout creeps up in that scenario, it's a really bad situation because you can't afford to admit it. Essentially, you can't afford to really take a break. You bring up a couple of really great points that I'd love to take a moment to address. First of all, one thing I hear our coaches talk about frequently at Doc Working is how important it is 
to define our values and then make decisions based around those with intentions and thinking about when I take this action, what is my intention with this action so that it, it shapes our choices. And I think that's something that we're not trained to do as physicians It's a skill that you can learn. And it's something that coaching can really help people to reframe and, and put their own values in line with their goals and in line with their intentions. So I hear what you're saying that that also is critical for someone making their own financial plan, because when somebody has more money, they really haven't stopped to determine how much is enough. And then what is most important to them in their lives? Maybe it's not the money, but they have kind of gotten fixed on that in their own minds factor, but they haven't paused to realize that they've reached a point where they're in a stable zone. Right. That happens a lot. We see that a lot with the, a lot of people do it yourself well with financial planning. Like we've seen a lot of people with solid, rock solid finances, but I guess the average person doesn't have a plan. So that's a good first start, like have a plan. Everybody should have a plan. That's good. But like a lot of people that do planning, they skip what you're talking about, which is the most important part. Like, what is your purpose in life? Like, why are you here? What's most important to you? Like, what are your values? Like, where do you want to go? Like, what does your ideal future look like? And that's I think it's hard to do that exercise in training because you're like super go, go, go. It's like and I don't think there's a lot of uh, that sort of thing going on as it is in the training itself. But like you have to have capacity and space. And that's what coaching is fantastic for is that that like gives you that experience and accountability with someone to help walk you through those things, which I would consider far more important because if you don't have those ironed out, you're kind of just like sailing your ship without really direction. And who knows how that shakes out. That is actually a great point in terms of sailing your ship without direction, because that's what so many of us are doing because we don't necessarily uh, just stop to think about the intention behind what we're what we're doing and i think also when we talk about physician burnout and finances and you also mentioned that people are working you know such crazy hours especially during training but that can extend into our work as attending physicians the problem with that is we need some downtime to be able to make our work sustainable and we need healthy ways to spend that downtime that are meaningful to each of us And again, that comes back to intention. And one thing I hear physicians say all the time is, you know, that everything about coaching, everything about planning for finances sounds great, but I I don't have time for that. Right. I've also heard our coaches talk people through that because there's only 24 hours in a day. So how, if you feel like you don't have time for it, it's a question of how you allocate your time. That's a priorities thing. It's also a mindset thing. Like, you have to have the mindset that you're in control of your time and not that you don't have control of your time. So by saying that, that kind of tells me that your mindset is that you are not like the boss of your time, which is not true. And I think you kind of really have to get there first. It's like also your money, your time and your money. They're both good, important resources. So you have to realize you're in control of both of those things. And you're like the captain of the ship. And and then so ultimately, if you're there, then it's like, OK, what's most important? And if you're saying like, I can't do coaching and I don't have a plan and I'm not looking at my values and what's most important and you're not doing any of those things because you don't have time. Well, that, you know, there's some problems there that really you got to probably just take a minute and logical 
thought process will kind of get you to a point of being like, oh, well, maybe I should <laughs> like maybe I should consider those things. Nobody wants to like end up in a place where they regret things like nobody wants to get to like the end of their life and be like, man, I wish I had done so much more and planned ahead and I wish I wouldn't have worked so much. I wish a lot, a lot of regrets. So nobody wants to get there. And everybody tends to realize that like planning is the best way to avoid that. But like somewhere in that process, there's a disconnect to where most people aren't planning. Yeah. And I would say if you're in the boat where you feel like you don't have time for these things, pat yourself on the back for listening to this podcast. Yeah, that's time. It's a place to start. If you can start with very small actions, those will start to build on each other. So just take action, just take some form of action. Right. And so for someone who is feeling trapped, perhaps they have made some wrong steps, or maybe they just didn't have a plan at all. And they find themselves in a position where they've had lifestyle creep. And now suddenly they have their huge student loan debt. They have a mortgage and car payments and maybe kids tuition payments, all of these things that essentially can make us feel trapped and contribute to burnout. What is the first step that you would recommend for someone in that position who might be listening? What, how do they begin to unravel that? I think we got to go back to what we we're already talking about. We got to find like some motivation for change because change is very difficult. You also have to realize with change, all of us, I'm a, I lean perfectionist. I know physicians lean perfectionist and the perfectionist type is that like I need to do it right all the first time. <laughs> but with finances, it just needs to be a little step in the right direction. And then that compounded over time is what good finances look like. So you got to have a little bit of motivation to kind of make a change. So in that situation, you're going to have to make changes. So it's harder to make changes. So you got to find that motivation and the motivation is going to come from ideally it's coming from like, what's your purpose? What's most important to you? Like that's the best motivation. If you can like wake up to like, what's most important to you? What are your values? What's your vision for your future? And realize that you're not doing much to get you there. That's like a big motivator and I think can turn the corner and, you know, will motivate you to, to do whatever. And as far as habit formation, there's all kinds of stuff around habit formation. It's really just about like identifying what needs to change and, and working through the process of habit formation, you know, whether it's like the, the process of budgeting and cutting expenses or, you know, what working less or, or freeing up time or whatever it is. So perhaps the first step would simply be writing all of that down. Yeah. I mean, or hiring a coach or hiring a financial planner. Like we all kind of have overlap in what we do. Like a financial planner is going to work through a lot of these like values exercises and goals exercises. We're not going to dig as deep. We have a little bit different flavor of what we do than like what a coach does. But a coach, you know, is going to do similar thing and probably go deeper on that. And really look at like, what's your purpose? What do you want to accomplish? And so either one of those, depending on circumstances, is a very good investment in yourself. Like everybody should be thinking about that at least. And especially if you're not seeing good results. Sometimes it's therapy too. Like you might need, like everybody I think needs therapists, honestly. I am one of them. And so sometimes there's some like illogical things that are causing you to not. So for example, if you do this whole 
exercise where you define what's most important. And the end result is you got to cut your lifestyle or else you're headed for like burnout problems. And you see that and then you decide here's the habits and then you're trying to find the actions and then you're having trouble executing and you're just spinning your wheels. You never make progress on the execution part. Usually there's some like underlying issues. So that's kind of where like I think therapy, counseling kind of stuff, you know, all this stuff comes from our childhood. Usually, I mean, it's like peeling back the layers on that. Sometimes you can make a lot of big progress on finances, but just by working through some of those issues. Absolutely. One thing I see the coaches work with people on in a huge way is that knowing doing gap. So as you say, like, I'm sure a lot of people who feel that they don't have time, for example, they recognize that they need this support and they recognize that they're headed in a direction that is not sustainable, but they just don't know what to do about it. And I, mm-hmm. I definitely can say from experience personally and experience watching people through the Doc Working Thrive community turn that around quickly, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but then having that continued peer support and that coaching support to help people find a sustainable path. And it's always changing. So I agree with you completely that everyone could benefit from coaching. Everyone could benefit from counseling. Coaching, I see as a preventive, you know, really professional development. It should just be a normal part of our professional development. It shouldn't be something that we wait till we have a problem to seek coaching, but this is the culture we're in. So as we're trying to shift that earlier and earlier to become part of professional development, I would say if you're looking for coaching, you know, find a program that's ongoing, find a program that gives you CME credit so your CME budget can pay for you to have this professional development and then make sure that it has, in addition to coaching, it has digital training that will help you maintain and strengthen your resilience and also a peer support component. And then if there are resources attached to that, that build your ability to get yourself in a safe financial place, that is a huge part of this. And that's why I really love having these conversations. Yeah. So thank you. I know we've really just barely scratched the surface <laughs> here, but there's so much to talk about. I would love to have another conversation with you to delve in maybe specifically on any one of these topics so that we could do a little bit deeper dive. Yeah. Yeah. How do people find you if they're interested in talking with you directly? So we have a podcast, Finance for Physicians, where we talk about using money to live better, specific to physicians worlds. So that's one place we get the website and there's videos and podcasts and all that kind of thing. So that's if you're looking for more educational content, that's the place to go. If you're looking for uh, more help with planning, our business is www.renfinancial.com. And then I have uh, a LinkedIn profile. I guess I'm not like super into social media, so but I do uh, get on LinkedIn the most of all the profiles. So you can search my last name. That's the nice thing about having a uniquely spelled last name. There's not not too many of us. Your podcast is a tremendous resource and your website has some terrific resources as well. So I highly recommend if you're listening and this is a topic that you're interested in that you check that out. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come and talk with me. This is Daniel Wren, Wren Financial Services. And thanks again. Yeah, thanks, Jen. Good, good talking with you. And thank you for joining us today on Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. 
At DocWorking, we're here to help you maximize your potential on your own terms and help you live your best life. Top executives, athletes, actors, all achieve greatness with the support of professional coaches. As a healthcare professional, you deserve ongoing coaching towards success in your career and in your life outside of work, helping you to balance and integrate work and life in the personalized way that is specific to you. At Doc Working, your success is defined by you, and our coaching programs help accelerate your path to get you there. And since our programs come with CME credit, you can let your CME budget help you to prioritize your own well-being. Please check us out at docworking.com. And until next time, thank you for listening to Doc Working, the whole physician podcast.